Welcome back to Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Thank you guys so much for joining me on your weekend. Um, so this is kind of a, uh, a different vibe to begin a podcast just because of a member of Bill's Mafia um, so tragically has actually left us. Um, and as much as I want to sit here and get right into Bill's topics, um, it only felt... Um, right and necessary to um, talk about something I actually talked about several weeks ago in support of, and um, it was for Eddie's Infantry. Uh, for many you, many of you who follow Nick on uh, on Twitter, he is an avid Buffalo Bills fan. Um, so was Eddie, his son, and uh, he lost his fight with a heart condition that was very very tough um to you know hear the news and stomach it and um yeah i've always always shown support and prayer over his son um you talk about a warrior a little man that in spite of everything learned the art of a smile you know um i don't even know what else to say but thank you eddie you taught me how to say to everything bring it and if anyone has embodied the spirit of what Marv Levy told the 90s Bills, right, um, to fight on, man, it was you. Um, to Eddie's father, I pray you can one day find peace as you begin a journey no father would ever in a, in a billion years, um, you know, want to encounter or have to encounter. Um, you know, as a father, you inspired me, Nick, to... Uh, Love my boy harder and closer. I hope that I have half of the courage and love that you've showed everyone in Bill's Mafia. Um, I'm sure as many of us on Buffalo Rumblings have come out and said you are family to us. Um, our network will actually be putting out a link uh, from Linktree, a URL that will be attached to our podcast very soon, if not right after this podcast is posted. Um, in support of Eddie's Infantry, I believe it's going to be a hoodie slash shirt and all proceeds are actually going to go to um, Eddie's father, Nick. Um, so just for a moment here, um, let's have some silence in respect to Eddie's life. Okay, so um, there's no real way to uh, respond to tragic news. I feel like uh, as, as you know, this fan base is so interconnected and everyone, uh, you know, we, we basically for the most part document a lot of pieces of our lives to each other. Right. Uh, because you know, bills is a year round thing. And, um, sometimes you run into really tough news. And, um, I feel like as football fans, we are taught more and more how important it is to see why people love the sport. Um, it can take us away from our current battle for just a moment, you know, and, and cheer and come together and uh, finally being able to root for each other, right, when when the, when the season's over. And, um, you know, so, so now, you know, it's it's one of those things, right, where we got we to keep perspective. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of things that we're going to continue to talk about on this podcast, but um, I'll tell you one thing. For me... This podcast has been all about, I enjoy doing it, 
Um, I enjoy the connections that I have with people, genuine great people who are fans of the Bills and also fans of other teams. Um, and uh, you have those moments, you have those times, and you have uh, those connections. And, you know, that's that's what keeps you going. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, this, this being able to do this is kind of my little getaway, being able to talk about the Bills. So never will I get on here and talk like I am uh, <laughs> the greatest analyst who ever lived uh, – you know, I'm going to give my opinion on on what I think about what the Bills are doing or whatever other teams, but uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm thankful, you know, that the Bills are doing great. Um, I'm thankful that, you know, as as fan base, we can come together and support each other in and out of life. It's, um, it's special, right? And, it, and, you know, I'm pretty sure, <clears throat> you know, Eddie's looking down right now, and he is thankful that his life brought many people um smiles and unity and uh, I'll tell you what that boy's smile and that boy's you know just just spunk just really every time I would see videos of him really inspired me on Twitter so God bless you Nick um, don't really have any other words uh, but thank you for being a light and for your son and being such an amazing father to him you're definitely a huge inspiration okay so today guys I am going to be talking about uh, who I am excited to see August 12th, um, you know, in action in the first preseason game. I know it's a little bit ahead and we're, we're going to, you know, get into a lot of topics as the weeks go on with camp and whatnot. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I think that when you really uh, adjust the radar, so to speak, on players that you're looking forward to seeing in action, I'm going to tell you Dorian Williams and Justin Shorter on my radar. Um, I'm really interested to see how they get implemented uh, into this Bills team, and I, you know, I would like to see them pop off. You know, I, I think training camp's going to really, uh, you know, it, it's going to show a lot of what these guys can do. I, Dorian Williams is very fast, uh, different height, obviously, uh, just kind of looks like a mini Tremaine Edmonds, if you will. It, it, it's kind of odd when you kind of look at him from afar if you didn't know. It you know if it's cl- it's a close up picture if you didn't know it was Dorian Williams you know running around or you know a snapshot you would think it was actually Tremaine Edmonds, um, but you know it I think that you know we're we're seeing a lot of these big names kind of still swirling around I think teams including the Bills are kind of waiting to see what happens with training camp and halfway through preseason if you really think about it. Um, these are two players, right, that I'm speaking about, Dorian Williams and Justin Shorter, who really um, amplify the needs that Buffalo has sought to fill in their roster. You talk about the linebacking core, you talk about the wide receiver position, and being able to bring more dynamic uh, to both the offense and the defense. I think when you talk about Dorian Williams, you talk about a guy who can get sideline to sideline, um, and we'll see how big he gets. We'll see what kind of a punch factor you know he can really bring as far as the run game goes but I I, I tend to believe that's more of a uh, defensive line interior defensive line if you will Um, kind of an issue with Buffalo whenever things kind of get a little bit hairy you know Ed Oliver can't do it alone Daquan Jones sometimes can't do it alone and uh, having that rotation having guys that you know they've signed whom I believe is going to really bring you know you look at Puna Ford Right, that that's going to be someone who can you can interchange on both at Oliver's side 
and on the Daquan Jones side. So I think it's very important to really see what the Bills are trying to do. They're trying to make sure they're guys that, you know, they're star players, right? They're starters. They have time to stay fresh throughout the game and throughout the season. The season got even longer, so you got to really think about, okay, how do we sustain success? Well, you saw what happened in the divisional game. It's the same thing that happened in the year prior. The Buffalo Bills got gashed up front. And it didn't stop. They couldn't stop the bleeding. They couldn't figure out how to even fix it on the opposite side of the field with the offense, right? So I know I'm not talking about uh, these two players, but you got to really think about um, these two positions were exposed, right? And now I believe what they're trying to do is... I wouldn't even say reload the position. I think it's more mold it differently. Is I feel like the Bills have tried a lot of different approaches with these position with these position groups. You talk about the linebacking core. Linebacking core has seen core have seen, has, they've seen a lot of faces, uh, a lot of interchanging players. And, and with that being said, um, they they kind of look like they plateaued. And was it because of the height and what? Tremaine Edmonds kind of brought onto the field. Yeah, I, I think when you really think about it, you look at a guy like Fred Warner, you know where he is the entire time. He's a polarizing player. Um, but I think Buffalo really wanted to focus on being able to disguise better so they can actually work getting their blitz packages in quicker. You don't you don't really see Tremaine Edmonds sacking a whole ton. You don't really see that happening with Matt Milano. Well, a lot of the time it's because yeah, they'll get pressure, they'll 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 bring they'll bring the lumber down, but the factor is it's like you may not want to go shorter, but you may need to go shorter. Uh, in order to really disguise what you're trying to do up front to get to the quarterback and disrupt the pocket. And I think that's something the Bills have been trying to do for a long time. Uh, bringing in Von Miller was a huge, huge asset um, into really affecting that type of an attack with their defense. And you saw he had plenty of sacks right before he got injured in the Thanksgiving game. But what was interesting, speaking about the Thanksgiving game, Trey Edmonds was out of that game, right? And you saw what the defense was able to do. They were able to get stops. Ed Oliver was shining. And, and when something was demanded out of him to make a play. You saw the safety. You saw the spark. You saw it was um, that when the weight was on his shoulders, he showed up, he showed out, and that's why he got paid, uh, point blank. And, you know, I truly believe that Ed Oliver has a strong um, backing from this coaching staff because of what he has been able to do when asked to do it. Now, you you think about him, right? You think about Ed Oliver. You think about the rest of the team, when they performed in that game, it really did drop Tremaine Edmonds' stock and really opened up the eyes of this coaching staff to maybe we need to take things into a different direction. Maybe um, try out a guy in the draft like Dorian Williams who can bring you that type of a disguise, that type of speed, the nature that maybe more or less fits what you were initially trying to get um, out of that position. Now, going into Justin Shorter here, here's a guy that when, when you saw snips of what he was doing in the combine and, and, and you even look back at some of the tape from college, he's just a, he's just the kind of guy that just doesn't go away. 
um, has that kind of a, I don't know, like you see a bunch of players doing their thing, but you just, you know he's still there. You know he's still affecting the game. And when he has his moments, they're great moments. Now, the the issue with him, this is why I'm excited for the preseason, is the opportunities that he's probably going to see. I think that it's very possible if Gabe Davis gets to a strong start, we actually see Gabe Davis re-signed. Okay, well, then what happens What happens with Justin Shorter? That's the thing for me. I, I think his size and his ability is something to be reckoned with. And I think that, you know, the Bills' wide receiving core lacks it. Gabe Davis is a big guy, but you don't really... <laughs> You don't really see him mossing a whole bunch. You see him getting open, getting separation, you know, tiptoeing. He's great. Uh, as, as a wide receiver, too, I think he's grown a lot. I think he still needs more time. Um, don't get me wrong. But you bring in a guy like Justin Shorter, maybe when you're in the red zone and you have Gabe Davis, Justin Shorter, Stephon Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, right, it does really frighten a defense that you can go vertical and you're not always willing to just, you know, let Josh Allen jump over linebackers. You're, you're willing to let Josh Allen use his arm more in the red zone. And I think what was exposed last season was, in fact, not having better options in the red zone with the offense. You saw Josh Allen having to force it because he has to fit it into windows. He couldn't exactly throw a fade route to someone. And that's something that I've been talking about for years with this team. And, you know, you need bigger bodies. You need guys that are mixed, you know, mixed matches against defense, against a defensive player. Um, and, and, And that's the thing. When you have nickel cornerbacks lined up against tight ends, that are quick, that's what you want. That's the whole formula on why Kansas City has been able to just destroy teams whenever they want. They just flip the switch and they just start throwing it to Kelsey. They get the routes that they want with him and, you know, they, they flip the plays around and they... It's a nightmare to deal with, especially if you're a nickel cornerback. Um, speaking of which, you know, a lot of kudos to Taron Johnson being able to be a nickel linebacker is what it looks like most of the time. Nickel cornerback linebacker, they should make a new position for that because, I mean, the Bills are basically always in that set. But um, going back to this, you know, I I look at Justin Shorter and I'm saying to myself, maybe this could be a renaissance, um, a, a different feel of offense, if you will. I think that, you know, the Bills have had great success being able to stretch the field uh, easily, right, with the speed. (laughs) It's going to get interesting. I mean, you have a stacked and you have a lot of volume in that room now that needs to be assessed properly. And I think that's something that, in my opinion, can can really benefit this offense long term. And I hope, um, you know, at the end of the day, the coaching staff figures it out finally. How can we attack consistently and, and effectively to become more pol- more polarizing to defenses that are getting quicker and, and bigger? And I think this is the way you do it. Um, so, so for me, coming out of training camp, going into the preseason, these are the two players I have my eyes on because they're going to be monumental in the shift of 
what the Bills are trying to do offensively and defensively. We can sit here and we can pretend like it is not an elephant in the room, but dude, losing Tremaine Edmonds is the elephant in the room right now, and we got to start talking about this because I'm trying to figure it out, man. It's it's tough. I mean, you don't you don't just lose a six five, you know, twenty two, twenty three year old linebacker to some bogus team, and and you just pick up some guy who's half his size from the draft and just be able to just figure it out. I I hope they can, but. In all actuality, it's going to really come down to how this defensive line performs. And so if the defensive line performs well, we'll, we'll, I'd like to see what this kid can do. Maybe he's a little bit quicker. Maybe he has a a different spark. Uh, Maybe he hits a lot different. I think something the Bills have lacked from the linebacking cord, um, aside from Matt Milano, of course, is uh, the physicality, being able to really knock some teeth out. And I think that's something that um, I hope – a guy like Dorian Williams can bring to the table eventually to this defense. Um, so going back into something else here, uh, right? So you really think about it. You know, D hop is still floating. Dalvin cook is still floating. My, my thing for Buffalo is, you know, take your time, but don't take your time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think, it's not normal for a guy like D-Hop to just float as a free agent for this long. Something's wrong with the market, some, or something is wrong with his health. I don't know, but if, if he's fine and he's good to go, I, I say you figure out and strike a deal with him because in my humble opinion, I do believe he has the same effect if not a little bit greater than Stephon Diggs does in a game. The reason I say that is because the one thing that Diggs, maybe we haven't seen that aspect of his game enough because they don't throw it to him that way, but I don't see him jumping over top people being able to moss them all day long. I see a lot of stretch plays. I see a lot of deep deep throws. You name it, right? Um, you don't see a lot of the fade routes. You don't see him going one-on-one on a corner and then, a, you know, the quarterback just being able to toss it up to him. That's the thing that I think Buffalo truly needs. And again, maybe Shorter is that guy. I, I just see it as if you have a guaranteed asset out there who can bring that to the table, I say sit the other guys on the practice squad and make this work because... When the going gets tough, and it will, as we <laughs> as we have seen from last year, injury, you name it, you need another option. What I have what I have seen the Bengals do to teams has literally gotten me sick to my freaking stomach. Now they lost Hayden Hurst. It's a, it's kind of a big blow, right to their to their tight end room, but to just have that three-headed monster, but let's just focus on the two-headed monster they have. Without Tyler Boyd, just Higgins and Chase. I just, I don't know, man. Like, that's the formula. I, I just, I don't know what specifically, maybe it was just the Travis Kelsey, show, Travis Kelsey show against Cincinnati. I don't know what the the, the, the juice was from Kansas City to beat the Bengals 
in the in the AFC Championship, but man, oh man, like I, I want Buffalo to be able to have that kind of a threat. They're already bad. They're already better than Kansas City, but now it's like okay, the Bengals if they're on the money with their coaching plan and everything, it's over for you. I'm surprised they lost that Super Bowl. They should have won it. Um, the defense choked, but I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping that whatever the decision is long term, the Bills do figure it out at that position. But guys, thank you again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host Steve Vega. To all the first responders and military out there, thank you for what you do for our country and our communities. Um, yeah, guys. Again, definitely keep an eye out for the links that are going to be showing up um, from Buffalo Rumblings podcasters on this channel. Um, in support again of Eddie's Infantry. Uh, Nick, you're hearing this. I'm, I'm sure it's tough to even to even think about it anymore, brother. But um, we're here for you. We love you. We're praying for you. Um, anybody else out there going through something similar? You know, feel free to feel free to reach out. You know what I mean. Don't feel alone. Um, you guys stay strong out there. Stay united out there. Look out for your families and. Finally, go Bills.